The world honored one points to the ground. As soon as a single mote of rust arises, dust arises, the whole earth is contained therein. With a single horse and a single lance, the lands extended. Who is this person who can be master in any place and meet the source in everything? Case. As the world honored one was walking with the congregation, he pointed to the ground with his finger and said, this spot <coughs> is good to build a sanctuary. Indra, emperor of the gods, took a blade of grass, stuck it in the ground and said, the sanctuary is built. The world honored one smiled. I'll go first if that's all right. Because sure. it's short. This um, koan just seems so self-explanatory, but maybe not. Um, so when we start with the introduction, single mode of dust arises, the whole earth is contained therein. I said the speck of dust, the whole world, in fact, all of creation, is in every single speck of dust from stars stardust became earth dust we came from that so to me that just made perfect sense to look at every single speck of dust as all of creation how can you not and in turn when you're looking at a speck of dust don't you also see a tree and then when you're looking at the tree, don't you also see the clouds? Because it contains the rain from those. And so it just seems that the more closely we look in detail of what comprises a tree, what grows a tree, it's really all of creation. And so when I look at trees, I see clouds and rain and sunshine. I don't always see a tree. A few more things. Who is this person who can meet the source in any place? And so, well, the simple answer is Shakyamuni Buddha, but that's not really the answer. It's you, Kim, and it's you, Cody, and it's me, and it's each of us. Um, Cody talked about Zen moments in Colorado. And how different is that than being that person who can meet the source in any place? So if you go to a desert and can see that even a speck of sand contains all the universe and Buddha nature, then you yourself are reflecting Buddha, are Buddha in that moment um, because you're holding the whole universe as one. So that's all I have. Oh, one more thing, one more thing. So a single horse and a single lance. Like, what is that about? So I got in my picture, I am so sorry, Monty Python and how ridiculous they did things. And I pictured someone on a horse, right? A knight on a horse with a lance. Well, you don't often see a knight on a horse with two lances. They cannot, they can't maneuver that. 
And so I thought, okay, what is, what's this imagery of knight on a horse or um, um, a single horse and a, and a lance? I'm not, I don't see the horse holding it. I see it as, as this unit of this person and this lance and this horse. And I, my mind went to when it said the land is extended, how lands were captured, knights on horses with lances or or with an arrow extending territory. Well, I hope that this isn't referring to that sort of warlike behavior, but that imagery um, created in me um, the other side of the coin, another imagery of how we, like that knight on a horse, on the Dharma, um, with the lance of kind words and compassion and um, right action, wise action, extend the land of Buddhahood, extend the Dharma. So there, I'm done. I'm so sorry it took so long. I think Cody wants to go next. He unmuted. Oh no, I'm I'm just listening. <clears throat> I couldn't. <clears throat> I didn't even know what to write. I just kind of sat with with the monkey mind. Here's what I wrote. It is so easy to make this into a teaching. Everything is sacred, but I think there is a conversation here between Buddha and Indra. Buddha says, this is the spot. Indra takes it one step further and redefines sanctuary. Buddha smiles in agreement. Why didn't I think of that, he asks. Was Buddha outdone by Indra? No, a smaller man might have been. But he saw that Indra was right, and he appreciated that someone knew something he didn't know. Would the sanctuary have been built if an, un <laughs> if an uninformed worldling had stuck a blade of grass into the ground? I do not know. What do you think? Yeah, the key word there is uninformed. I think there are simple people who are wise beyond highly educated people who can hear the clang of a pot and um, be transformed or know that the right answers put their shoe on their head, you know, right? Um, so I think a simple person, I think simple people think of, I don't mean simple in terms of intelligence, I mean simple in terms of life. Think of farmers who they know that every spot is sacred. They really do that. That's their life work. So uninformed maybe would not have known. A simple person, yeah. Simple life, even simple in mind might have known immediately. I don't think you have to be emperor of the gods to know that immediately. So, so Indra, you, <laughs> you've mentioned Indra's net. 
And Cody, do you know about Indra's net? No, I do not. Oh, let me let me show you. Indra's net is is uh, that the world is made up, or all of us are made are jewels in a big web, and we're all connected to each other. Let me show a picture of Indra's net. And and I don't know if it's important to the the koan. Maybe we'll read in the commentary that it is, but it's the connection between all things. Here we go. How can anyone even conceptualize it? In a picture, I just wonder. This is a nice one. Indra's jeweled net, or jewel net of Indra, is a much-loved metaphor of Mahayana. Oh, I don't know. There's someone um, who wants to be admitted. I'm scared. Let them and we'll hold whatever they bring and then be ready oh, to... No? Okay. It's 8.42. Um, let me send them a message. I'll send... Uh, please text me. I'm going to send him a message. Please text me. How can I do that? Oh, I know how. So while uh, Kim's doing that, Cody. Oh, well, I just want to talk about him. This is a web and it's really called. Matt. So I don't know why they're showing a picture of. Okay. Um, here is the metaphor. In the realm of the god Inra is a vast net that stretches infinitely in all directions. In each eye of the net is a single brilliant perfect jewel, and that's all, all of us. Each jewel also reflects every other jewel, infinite in number. And each of the reflected images of the jewels bears the image of the all the other jewels, infinity to infinity. <coughs> what? Uh, and whatever affects one jewel affects them all. And you know, uh, Nelda. Well, it's Cody too, but we're reading um, in my grandmother's hands about racism and we're finding out how much racism you know affects everyone 
So anything that happens to any one person, it affects the whole society. There's no winners and losers. The metaphor, that, it, what, go on. I was gonna say Cody as an example, because not to say that the effects of racism on white bodies were the same as the horrible effects, traumatic effects of racism on black bodies. But just as an example, those people who during slavery and even today stand by when they watch the abuse of a black person and stay silent, they're internalizing some awful stuff in their body. They're keeping some awful stuff held in or those people who approve of it and stand by approving of it or even adding to it, they are adding trauma to their body, no matter what their minds think they're doing they're traumatizing their body. And so that's that's part of what we're studying of how harm to anyone brings that harm. It's a boomerang also back to you. I just wanted to clarify some of that. That's each. Each individual is, is, oh, go on. Are there other, what? Other pictures? I'm just curious how people represent this place. Okay. That I've actually experienced in my, my experience was not a spider. Oh, let's see. Okay, okay, okay. All right, do the third one, the darker one. Nope. That's closer. Um, interesting. Interesting. Or even. This is funny, the two with spirals, because I've never conceived of it as a spiral. Oh, I love that. It's beautiful. Oops. And if you know about holograms and a hologram, supposedly, if you break a hologram apart and every part is the entire hologram. Let's see. Keep oh, okay, okay, see. Okay, Kim, that one. Ancient metaphor for interconnected except the circles are way too close. That is, that is so um, resonant. But, but it's funny that the jewels are inside rather than at the, the intersections. Well, but it is an interesting representation because maybe the interconnections are the energetic connections. Oh my gosh, that one is amazing. Cyrabella, the timeless story. Oh, wow, that's beautiful. I have to look at these. I hadn't before. Do, do we want to get back to the koan? That's beautiful. Oh, look at that.
Anything more that we want to say about the koan before we do the commentary? Do you think it's significant that Indra is the one who deems this thing a uh, sanctuary, <coughs> you know, who makes it a sanctuary? You know where every every spot would be, and uh, there was one t within in the on the second floor of the Austin Zen Center. There was a little altar in the corner of the room, and we also sat there early on Sunday mornings or Saturday mornings, whenever it was. And so I piled the chairs under the sanctuary, and then Kosho, who was a teacher then came in and said, you can't put the chairs there. That's where the sanctuary is. And I said, but you said that some, some um, places, that, that every place is sacred. And he said, yes, but some are more sacred than others. Something like that. <laughs> well, that, I, yeah, I, I mean, yes. You know, we're perfect. We're all perfect, aren't we? But we each could use a little bit of improvement. So I, I moved the chair to another corner. Uh, okay, so we should read uh, this. <coughs> when the world honored one. Alphabetical, Kim? Yeah. So, Cody, it's your turn. 28 commentary. When the world honored one spread his hair to cover mud and offered flowers to Dimpakar Buddha, the lamp. <coughs> That Buddha pointed to where the hair was spread and said, a sanctuary should be built in this place. At the time, and know the known as the foremost of the wise planted a marker in that spot and said, the building of the sanctuary is finished. The gods scattered flowers and praise for him for having wisdom while an ordinary man. The story Tong quotes here is much the same. I say the world on, on the world honored one's ancestral work was given over to the Picard. Then there was the elder getting the beginning, he took in the end. <clears throat> now it is given over to Tong, who must produce a matching liter literary talisman. I'm just going to look up. Uh... Deep in Karai. It's a Buddha of the past. He was said to have lived on the earth a hundred thousand kappas ago. And a kappa is is an unimaginably long time. Okay. Verse, the boundless spring on the hundred plants, Giyashan still around, picking up what comes to hand, he uses it knowingly, going into a wild field, not choosing, the 16-foot-tall golden body, a collection of virtuous qualities, how are you, casually leads him, by the hand into the red dust. He gives a show wherever he may be. 
able to be master in the dust, from outside creation, a guest shows up. Observe when the imperative goes into effect. Everywhere, life is sufficient in its way. It's not gotten from others. No matter if one is not as clever as others, no color of shame on the face. Hey, may I read that as, again as part of my turn? Of course, without the quotes. Well, without the parentheses. Either way. Either okay, way. you choose. Okay. Verse The boundless spring on the hundred plants. John Sean still around. Picking up what comes to hand, he uses it knowingly. Going into a wild, wild field, not choosing. The 16 foot tall golden body, a collection of virtuous qualities. How are you? Casually leading him by the hand into the red dust. He gives a show wherever he may be. Able to be master. I'm so sorry. Able to be master in the dust. From outside creation, a guest shows up. Observe when the imperative goes into effect. Everywhere life is sufficient in its way. It's not gotten from others. No matter if one is not as clever as others, no color of shame on the face. Thank you. Thank you. Commentary. Tintong. First verifies the case with four lines, then sets up the main being and expresses the enlightening way. Zhao Zhu picked up a blade of grass and used it as the 16-foot body of gold. <clears throat> the world on one pointed the way the wind was blowing. Intra brought forth what was at hand. Chen Chong's verse emerges from the merging of subject and object it is not just the ancient sages but you too can be hosts within the dust right now and also come as a guest from outside creation but tell me in the current trend leo fuma had this temple built to requite a debt of gratitude a debt of gratitude is this the same as injured thrusting the blade of grass in the ground, raising a whisk, a community for a day, abiding forever? Hmm. This emphasis on the on the particle of dust really has me uh, interested because in the intensive, I kept thinking about how this room was full of light, and yet you couldn't see the light itself. You could just see the objects in the room with the light reflecting. But when you have dust in the room, in the air, then you see little sparkles. And I don't know if that's connected, <coughs> but, but there's something very special about dust. You need dust to see light. And when you see sunlight, do you see all of the earth in light? I mean, when you literally see 
sunlight shining on anything, even a wall, do you see in that light all of the earth? Well, I can imagine that one could. could. So I'm a little, not, I, I, I'm curious. And what I'm first curious about is how I turn off these text notifications, but I'll figure that out later. So the world honored one at the very end pointed the, not the very last paragraph, the commentary. So I, I, the world honor one pointed the way the wind was blowing. To me, that's energetically. Indra brought forth what was at hand because you can build a temple or a sanctuary or cathedral with anything, even nothing, not even a blade of grass. It doesn't even require that. Um, just like we build it within, with our practice. Um, Tiang Tong's verse emerges from the merging of subject and object. It is not just the ancient sages, but you too can be host within the dust right now. And here's the line. And also come as a guest from outside creation. What does that mean? Nothing's outside of creation. Well, you could say things in the future outside creation, but then people think of time as being past, present, and future. In fact, Lori talked about that in Dogen's being time. So, so then nothing would be outside creation. And that's why I was curious what it meant as a guess. But there's also, you know, we're switching back and forth between the relative and the absolute. So in the relative, things are outside creation because they haven't happened yet. Mm -hmm. so maybe, I don't know, I don't know. No, they've all happened. May I, well, and, and before I do that, because this is what's before us right now. In the current, it has built, okay, has this temple built to requite a debt of, debt of gratitude. So is there actually a, a figure, a historical figure named Liu Fuma? who had a temple built because he or she wanted to express gratitude? Well, many people did that. Yeah. And that was a deal that the Emperor Wu built all these temples. Well, right. but he did it for fame. Right. Or, or for a better life. For merit. <laughs> He wanted to know what merit he was getting. When I look up the name, Lu Fu, is it F-U-M-A, right? Yes. Oh, this is about... Well, it's just a reference in a book, but it's... it's the the subject is charity in late Ming China. That's the only thing that connects. And it was like a footnote in a book. Hmm. 
But he's known for charity, which makes sense. It makes sense. Okay, so let's say this figure has this physical huge structure built because he was so grateful. My favorite part is for Indra and all the interconnectedness. There's a blade of grass, the community sits for a day, but look how long that community has abided forever. Since that time into the future, because the community was built on that blade of grass. I think this is just a beautiful poem. It's not that the blade of grass is less of a sanctuary than a built temple either. In fact, that is one of my um, questions in many spiritual communities who of different types of love building in, in this constructed view of how one grows these massive edifices um, when that very money can be used to go out and feed the poor or um, do something other than building a building in the community. And that's that person whose life is touched is a, is a temple forever. Because they carry that experience onward and onward through the generations. So I, I love that this community was built on a bit blade of grass. So uh, I'm going to show something. This is from the Burmese temple in Austin that we need to go to. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and they had people come from Burma to build it. And some of these, some of these um, are solid. They're, you can't even go inside of them. But this one you can go inside and it's a pretty meager space inside you know to, to see how how beautiful it is from the outside um, this this edifice is in austin the one you just touched the youtube video what this edifice this building is in austin that Yes, yes. Hmm. We have to go to a ceremony there. Um, but uh, sometimes, uh, supposedly, if one is worn out, no one will pay for repairs. They'll just uh, pay to build a new one. That for whatever reason, you don't get any benefit from repairing things but just from building new ones. So they would just um, kind of die, fall apart. 
I just think that's that's interesting. It is interesting. They had people from Burma. I was around there when uh, they were they were built uh, making these Buddhas. And there's a whole bunch of little alcoves all on the inside, all around. And then there's a Buddha in each alcove. Mm. Um. Okay, so stop. So do we want to read the case for next week so we are able to work with it all week? Yes. Cody, are you still there? Yeah, he's there. I'm here. Anything you want to say about this? Oh, any, no, experience, any experience you've had? I got to work my way back into it. Just, I've been gone too long. But what makes your land, you have this land that you really love, what makes it sacred? <clears throat> What makes it sacred? Yeah. Do you see it as sacred, your land? I know how much you love it. My land? Uh, no, not really sacred. No. But I guess on the personal, you know, it, it's for me. So, you know, it's sacred to me, I guess. How about your family? They're sacred to you. Oh, yeah. Excuse me. Sorry, I'm tired. Good. Okay, case five. Should we all read it? Cody, you want to read it first? Just read the first. Uh, <laughs> The introduction in the case, not any further. Okay, introduction. Siddhartha cut off his flesh to give to his parents, yet it's not listed in the legends of filial children. The Vedata pushed over a mountain to crush the Buddha, but did he fear the sound of sudden thunder? Having passed through the forest of thorns, and cut down the sandalwood tree. Just wait till the year ends as of old. Early spring is still cold. Where's the Buddhist body of reality? Case, a monk asked Kenyang, what is the great meaning of Buddhism? A minor official often thinks of the rules. Ken Young said, what is the price of rice in Luling? <laughs> and the old general doesn't talk of soldiering. Hmm. That's beautiful. <laughs> Siddhartha cut off his flesh to give to his parents, yet is not listed in the legends of filial Children. What is filial children? Faithful, devoted. Oh, okay. Divadatta pushed over a mountain to crush 
the Buddha, but he didn't fear the sound of sudden thunder. <coughs> Having passed through the forest of thorns and cut down the sandalwood tree, just wait till the year ends. As of old, early spring is still cold. Where is the Buddha's body of reality? Case. A monk asked Qinyan, what is the great meaning of Buddhism? A minor official often thinks of the rules. Qinyan said, what is the price of rice in Luling? An old general doesn't talk of soldiery. <coughs> Number five, Qinyan and the price of rice. Introduction. Siddhartha cut off his flesh to give to his parents, yet is not listed in the legends of filial children. Devadatta pushed over a mountain to crush the Buddha, but did he fear the sound of sudden thunder? Having passed through the forest of thorns and cut down the sandalwood tree, just wait till the year ends. As of old, early spring is still cold. Where is the Buddha's body of reality? Case. A monk asked Qingyang, what is the great meaning of Buddhism? Qingyang said, what is the price of rice in Luling? Okay, thank you both. Thank you. Good to see you both. Thank you. Yes, take good, good to care. See you. Bye bye.